How's it going, guys? It is Wednesday, July 28th, episode 160, and today I have Peng Zong, CEO of Tendermint. Tendermint is empowering people to create a transparent and accountable world through open distributed networks. Some of their products that we talk about are Starport, which is the easiest way to build a blockchain, IBC protocol, which is an inter-blockchain communication method, Tendermint Core, Cosmos SDK, and so much more that they're building with Tendermint. So tune in to find out more and be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain, Tendermint, and Peng Zong. Enjoy. Peng Zong, welcome to the Blockhash podcast. Um, how you doing today, man? What's up? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Brandon. Happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you. Um, so I got a bunch of questions, um, obviously, on Tendermint and what you guys do. Um, I got questions on Cosmos. Um, I got questions on Starport, um, a bunch of things, a bunch of tools you guys have and what you guys do. Um, but before we jump into that, tell me a little bit more about yourself and you know how you got into this space and um, what kind of urged you to want to be a part of blockchain. Yeah, happy to explain. Uh, I come from a background in UI design and front-end development. Uh, for, for a long time, that was my career. And, you know, I built websites for people, and I built web apps for people. And uh, crypto is something I, I got into, you know, first of all, just as a curiosity. Uh, you know, learning about Bitcoin and, and seeing Bitcoin hit $1 and then, you know, not buying in on Bitcoin <laughs> until it gets much mm-hmm. higher. You know, the story of many people um, probably here on this podcast as well. But um one of my former clients um, was actually Jay Kwan, the, the founder of Tendermint and the CEO of this company that I'm you know, currently leading. And uh, he asked if I wanted to join and to be the first employee. So in late 2015, I went from just being you know a crypto investor to someone working in the industry, right? Um, I'm not a programmer, uh, like not a blockchain programmer. I, I know JavaScript, but uh, I came into the space with a mission to, to bring crypto to the mainstream to make uh, the technology easy to use by everyone because I think it's just such groundbreaking tech. And, uh, you know, this is now six years later and we're getting closer to that point. But I feel like it's still very much, you know, a space just for early adopters. Yeah, it definitely is a space for early adopters. And it's, it's such a baby too, like the whole industry, the whole space. Like there's so much development, so much going on. Um, you know, I, I learn new things every single day. I'm, I'm sure you do too. Yeah, it's incredible how much development is happening across all areas. And, you know, the sort of permissionless nature of all these protocols, letting anyone sort of tinker away at improving something, whether it's the, the UI of a, of a protocol or just mm-hmm. making a better version altogether and releasing it on Ethereum. I think it is pretty incredible. And there's no way that any one person can keep up. Yeah, But it, it's also it's- really fun. Yeah, it is really fun. And it's, it's hard to keep up, but it, it's fun at the same time. Yeah, because um, you, you get to see all the cool stuff that's coming out, all the solutions, everything that's, you know, aiming to make the world a little bit better, you know, fix a lot of problems in finance and logistics. And, you know, the list goes on and on. We can talk about it all day long. Um, and your entry in the space, it was, you know, just investing, right? You, you bought some, some crypto way back then. That was like your first interest uh, entry point. Yeah, I, I bought some BTC back then, and uh, I've been through so many bull and bear cycles that I've, I've gotten used to it, right? But um, mm-hmm. 
I, I don't participate in trading, right? I, I just generally just hold tokens. Um, but what we're building here at, at Tendermint is, uh, you know, we think is sort of the, the way that new chain should be built going forward, right? We, we've seen an absolute explosion of tokens created, tokens and coins created uh, every single year. Uh, if you look at coin market cap today, there's, you know, probably hundreds of thousands of tokens, which is, which is very impressive, but it's really, I think, only the beginning point. So that's, you know, that's primarily what we do here at Tendermint. We build the tools to allow people to build their own blockchain. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Tendermint a little bit. I'm curious what these tools are exactly that you're helping provide that allow people to create, you know, their own blockchains and stuff like that. And you know, the reason why, why that's important. Uh, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So first of all, we'll have to start at the beginning, right? So why was Tendermint built? You know, what is Tendermint and the first product that Tendermint built? So the first product was Tendermint Core. It's a, it's a Byzantine fault tolerant consensus protocol. It's a way, you know, in layman terms, it's a way for different machines around the world to agree on what the next set of transactions should be for a distributed ledger, right? Uh, the most famous, you know, algorithm is, you know, Bitcoin's proof of work algorithm, right? Where machines around the world just sort of mine and solve math problems in return for 50 Bitcoin or whatever amount it is today. I don't, I haven't been keeping up. Um, but, uh, you know, the founder of Tendermint, the guy, the co-founder, Ethan Buckman and Jay Kwan, they, you know, realized that proof-of-work consensus, right? Mining by, by throwing more and more hardware at it is going to be very, you know, power-hungry in the future. So Tendermint Core is actually one of the very first uh, proof-of-stake protocols that have ever existed. In fact, it was, you know, already used in production in 2015. And uh, in 2016, the company decided to focus on, you know, the next problem facing blockchain, which is interoperability, right? Um, even to this day, I think if you wanted to switch, you know, from ecosystem to ecosystem, let's say you, you hold some ERC-20 tokens or you hold some ETH and uh, you want to exchange that, right, with, let's say, Solana or Polkadot or, you know, Cardano or, you know, any of the other sort of major layer one players out there, you have to do it, you know, through a centralized exchange, which means, you know, going through anti-money laundering and, and KYC laws and providing your identity to exchanges you know, and um, also waiting a few days. And also, you know, none of this happens uh, in a way that's sort of core to the crypto ethos, which is in a decentralized fashion, right? All mm -hmm. of these exchanges happen on centralized databases, which are, you know, just glorified spreadsheets. And by depositing your tokens into a centralized exchange, um, you're giving them sort of all the power of the tokens that you hold. They can do anything they want with their tokens. They can even, you know, Anyway, I'm not going to go into that, but it's not generally what crypto is about. So starting in 2016, uh, we came up with the idea of Cosmos and produced a, a white paper. And this was the idea of building a protocol that can bridge all chains together. Right. So that's essentially still you know, our focus today. Right. Uh, five years later, in 2016, we provide a framework to allow people to build chains. And that framework automatically includes cross-chain communication. Uh, so that was the vision in 2016. In 2017, um, the Interchain Foundation raised uh, $17 million in ETH and BTC at the time to start funding the development 
of this idea of Cosmos, this idea of all interconnected blockchains. And two years later, in 2019, the community, you know, who participated in the fundraiser helped to launch the Cosmos Hub uh, with its Atom token meant to serve as sort of the, the center of the Internet of Blockchains. Uh, fast forward two years beyond that, right, early 2021, um, we, we finally have, you know, accomplished what was in the white paper originally. We, we launched this cross-chain communication protocol called IBC. And we've started to see a number of chains start to upgrade to support IBC and start communicating and sending tokens between each other. It's all really exciting right now. Yeah, yeah, it, it is super exciting. And Cosmos, I've heard a lot of good things about, too. Um, can you explain a little bit like what Cosmos is, too? Because I know that it's, um, you know, a little bit different than, you know, a normal blockchain like um, Ethereum, for example, or EOS or Cardano. Um, or a lot of the ones people have heard about, but I've had, I've heard a lot of good things about Cosmos, but can, you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah. So the biggest difference between Cosmos and other popular, you know, blockchain communities is that Cosmos is not just one blockchain. It's an internet of blockchains. Um, there are over 250 projects built with Cosmos technology and the top 30 of which that are, that are live and running today, you know, are worth upwards of 60 billion USD, um, which makes it, you know, second in size to the Ethereum ecosystem. Uh, we've built, you know, at Tendermint and with all these other companies together who are using, you know, Cosmos technologies, a very powerful framework that is able to secure all of this value. And at the same time, you know, also able to send tokens between each other without relying on centralized exchanges. Um, yeah, some of the some of the more famous tokens you might know of that are built on Cosmos Tech is actually Binance Coin. So the BNB token, Cosmos Hub's Atom token, uh, Terra and the Luna token from Terra, uh, Thorchain, uh, Band Protocol, uh, Kava, Akash, Regen Network, and many others. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of a lot of those too. Um... Why Cosmos though? Is it just is it easier to use? Is it cheaper? Um, you know, what, what makes it better to to build with than like Ethereum, for example? Yeah. So there's three primary reasons. Um, first of all, like I mentioned from the very beginning of uh, the company, we've had a focus on long term sustainability, right? Mm -hmm. And proof of stake is um, we we did the math recently, and it's about you know 100 times, not 100 times, but 100,000 times more, mm -hmm. you know, power efficient than proof of work used in Bitcoin and Ethereum. So we believe that the trade-off, right, of, of proof of stake is worth it, right? Whereas in Ethereum, Bitcoin, it's sort of full decentralization and, you know, there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of nodes mining away. Um, in Cosmos, we have a limited number of nodes. By limited, I mean somewhere between, you know, 100, 300 nodes per blockchain. And that's what's allowing it to be much more, you know, power efficient and have a smaller carbon footprint. And uh, it might be, you know, it might seem like a very small number of nodes, right? But uh, Cosmos takes the direction of a multi-chain ecosystem. So yes, you might only have 100, 300 validators, but if you're gonna have thousands and thousands of chains that connect to each other, each with their own set of validators, in, in a sense that is very much distributed, just as much as Ethereum is, but just uh, organized in a slightly mm. different way. Got it. Let me pull up the website too, because actually I got it here. 
Um, but tell me about some of the tools that you guys have. Um, I, I know you guys have something called Starport. I've seen something on IBC protocol. Um, like what, what are some main features? Sure. So Starport, what is Starport? Starport sort of rolls everything together. So you see the, the three products right here, Tendermint Core, Cosmos SDK, IBC Protocol. So first mm -hmm. of all, Tendermint Core is that consensus layer, the proof of stake consensus layer that allows you know, us to build very you know, environmentally friendly and sustainable blockchains. Uh, Cosmos SDK is a modular um, blockchain framework that allows you to pick and choose what modules you want to have on your blockchain and use only those. Um, and there's also a very vibrant module ecosystem to allow you sort of pick and choose what you want uh, out of you know the modules that people have built already. Like if you want an NFT module, you know you have it. If you want a Dex module that exists, things like that. And then the IBC protocol, like I mentioned earlier this year, has just fully launched. It is a protocol that allows blockchains and users of those blockchains to permissionlessly exchange tokens between each other. Okay. So you okay, so IBC protocol allows you to exchange right. between different blockchains. IBC protocol is about exchanging between blockchains. Cosmos SDK allows you to build a modular chain and Tendermint mm -hmm. Core allows you to, you know, replicate this application across hundreds of different machines. And all those are rolled together into Starport. And uh, we're working on the Starport page right now. Actually, it doesn't exist yet, but we'll have okay. a bigger announcements in, in Q3. So Starport is a developer platform that includes everything you need to build, launch, and run blockchain applications in the Cosmos ecosystem. Okay, so it's like a package, like all-in-one deal for a developer that wants to develop like a blockchain. Exactly. Like if you're familiar with, you know, if you're coming from the gaming world, right, and you've used Unity or if you use Unreal Engine, it's sort of like mm -hmm. that sort of vertically integrated toolkit that gives you everything you need to start from like a weekend project all the way to a billion dollar mainnet. Yeah, yeah. So how how easy it is, or is it, how easy is it for like a new developer to jump into blockchain using using Tendermint and the tools that you guys have? Like, do they need to know like certain things, like certain lines of code or have certain amount of experience to be able to use it? Or is this like super simple? Right, so this is something we're very passionate about. So first of all, it's a tool for programmers. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're not a programmer, that you're likely going to have to learn a language first. And the language that you should learn if you want to get into blockchain development is Golang. Uh, Starport's tools are all built on Golang. And you know all the modules in the SDK are built with Golang. So you need to know Go to start with. Um, mm -hmm. But if you just wanted to get your feet wet, right, you don't need to be a programmer as long as you can follow you know, some, some commands that you would write in your command line terminal. Right, so you could build a very basic blockchain uh, with just uh, three commands, actually. So we have this tool, the scaffolding tool. Um, it's code scaffolding. So what this means is, you write a few commands, and it actually, you know, writes all the code for you to build a very basic blockchain um, that has, you know, limited functionality. So what sort of limited functionality is there? Well, it's it's still um, it's still a huge amount of functionality, but it's not like anything that, that would make it unique. But let's say you wanted to make like a, a block hash token, right? So you, sure. would, you would create the block hash token name, you'd set the initial token allocation to one or more addresses, right? And uh, you, can, you can launch the chain with just one machine. So it can be your, you know, your laptop at home or your desktop at home. 
and yeah, you'll have this new token existing in Cosmos and you would be able to, using the IBC protocol, send that token to any other blockchain with IBC enabled. Uh, today, there are nine blockchains with IBC enabled, but we see, you know, there to be probably over 50 by the end of the year and very quickly growing as more and more people use Starport to build chains. What are, what are the most popular ones that are IBC enabled? Yeah, that's a great question. So we have the Cosmos Hub, Atom Token. Mm -hmm. um, there is Persistence, so XPRT. There is, let me look this up real quick. There is uh, Crypto.com has a token, also built on the Cosmos SDK. Mm -hmm. uh, there's Akash, there is IrisNet, and then there's also Osmosis, um, Sentinel's DVPN, and Regen Network's Regen token. Uh, also launching last week was Starnames IOV token. So those are the additional line. Um, some of them are probably more well-known than others, but uh, we have some very big projects enabling IBC over the course of the next quarter. So some of these include Terra and Thorchain and Kava and Ben Protocol. So those are those are a bit higher on the coin market cap ranks. Okay, got it. So if I wanted to create a block hash token and I wanted to use Tendermint, um, would you recommend me working with a developer that you know is familiar with Tendermint or that has used it before, or is it something that you think I could I could jump into? And to give you background, I know next to nothing about coding maybe like a very tiny bit um but i am interested in creating a block hash token at some point so i don't know maybe i could use tendermint it's possible right yeah so here's why you would want to use tendermint so i'm not going to go into what sort of you know engineering knowledge you need to start yeah. with but um you might think that you know out of all the chains i mentioned so far these are all sort of chains built on cosmos already right and that's why you know through the power of IBC being part of the Cosmos SDK, they're able to send tokens between each other. Um, but we have more bridges that, that are being developed, right? So the, the very next upgrade coming to the Cosmos Hub uh, in one week, actually, on Monday next week, is an exchange, a DEX, uh, oh, cool. a DEX similar to Uniswap. So mm -hmm. imagine being able to you know, send your Blockhash tokens to the Cosmos Hub creating a pair with the atom and, you know, start selling it. That could be pretty amazing. Um, but beyond that, right, there are a lot of other ecosystems that could enable IBC or could bridge the cosmos. So the, the most immediate next one that the community is looking to connect to is Ethereum, Ethereum mainnet in particular. Mm -hmm. So in Q3, there's an upgrade called Gravity Bridge coming to the Cosmos hub that will allow you to send ERC20 and ETH tokens to Cosmos and to send it back, of course, and also to send all Cosmos tokens, all IBC tokens from Cosmos to Ethereum. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So Actually, at that point, you know, if you create a new chain with a block hash token, yeah. you can send it throughout the Cosmos, but you can also send it to Ethereum. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, yeah, that's definitely something I'm looking to do at some point. So maybe we should talk separately later. Um, Regarding, you know, the ability for someone to build, you know, their own blockchain, why, why would someone want to do that? Like, what's the main reason someone would need to build their own blockchain? Is it for launching a token or is it for like intercompany logistics or um, having a private chain for something? Um, or what, what's the main reason for people wanting to, to build their own blockchain versus just using an existing one? Yeah. So first of all, I want to answer the question of, you know, what sort of technical knowledge that you would need to build a blockchain. Okay. Um, 
yes, you can build a very basic blockchain as a non-programmer, um, but to, to reap the full benefits of Starport, you really want to be partnering with a developer, uh, ideally a Golang developer. Then they're, they're really able to, you know, use the full set of tools available within, within the Starport toolkit. Uh, and then to answer your question of why you would want to build a blockchain, um, there are many reasons why you'd want to build a blockchain, but uh, the biggest reason why you'd want to build one as compared to writing a smart contract for, you know, for Ethereum or writing a smart contract for Solana is sovereignty. So that means, you know, with your community, owning the entire blockchain, owning the entire block space and having control over what transactions you know, pass through all the machines that validate the network. Um, let's say for some reason, you know, um, philosophically or politically, right? You don't mm -hmm. agree with the the miners on Ethereum, right? Um, for example, um, you believe in a world where transaction fees should be zero for most users, right? Uh, on Ethereum, that's not the case, right? Everyone has to pay a transaction fee. And there's no way around that unless you have enough influence in the Ethereum ecosystem to convince all the miners to accept zero fee transactions. That's really difficult. And especially for solo developers, not something that you were able to do. Or let's say you wanted to adjust, you know, the, the size of blocks. That was incredibly contentious in Bitcoin, you know, and it still is today. Uh, and that resulted in multiple Bitcoin forks, you know, to make it maybe cheaper and easier to use, like Bitcoin Cash, et cetera. But that causes a lot of drama and, and causes people to, you know, split into different groups, etc. So that's where Cosmos comes in. That's where, you know, Starport comes in and building sovereign chains comes in. Um, through, you know, you, by building this chain yourself, you're able to set up these parameters yourself, right? You can say, hey, I'm building something for the mass market. And I would prefer it if the vast majority of transactions, right, were zero fee because, you know, right now, anyway, the fiat gateway to crypto Mm -hmm. is still a big stumbling block. Let's say, you know, you're trying to build a game, right? And, you know, majority of people playing games maybe are under 18, especially for the game that you're building. And it's very hard for them to actually buy crypto to get into your game. But if you create a blockchain where, you know, zero fee transactions are allowed and you allow people to earn tokens by, you know, proof of gaming, let's say, mm -hmm. then they would have the crypto to start, you know, participating in, in the greater... Um, interchain or cross-chain finance ecosystem. That's that's one thing you might want to do. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's say you wanted to build a chain with very large blocks um, because for some reason, maybe um, the, you know, you're trying to communicate data over large distances or something. And this is really sort of out there, but let's say you wanted to create a set of blocks that, um, that needed to be added to the blockchain every like seven days, right? Because you were going to a place without the internet, you want to generate a number of blocks and send them, you know, via freighter to another city with internet and then publish all those blocks at the same time. You can do that with Cosmos. Um, if you wanted to build anything that has like a particular application, let's say you're building something because you're in the, the law industry, right? And you need to have, you know, controls over who has access to data, for example. Um, you wouldn't really want to share block space with, with a chain, you know, like Ethereum, which includes just about everything that developers are building um, because it's very inefficient, right? You shouldn't need to pay tens, 30, you know, 40, 50, $60 to make a transaction and share that block space with other applications. 
when you can have your very own chain and communicate with the people who care about this data. Um, so that's why we think you know application-specific blockchains make the most sense. And that's why we also think that um, the ability to send these tokens and send this data from your chain to a different chain when when you need to, right, via IBC, mm-hmm. is the right way to, to a scalable future. Yeah, it sounds like there's a large degree of flexibility, which is like a really good thing given the fact that so many blockchains are... It's hard to update them, hard to come to consensus on what to do, and there's so many issues to develop, and everyone just builds a new blockchain that just tries to solve that problem, and that blockchain has an issue. It's, it's kind of nice to see something like Cosmos that has some flexibility that allows you to create freely to, to solve these solutions, and that also offers them you know, on a smaller level to people that need them for more niche reasons, like, like the ones you were talking about. Um, where where's your community at too? Um, are they mostly on social media, or do you guys have like Discord and Telegram, or where do people go to like congregate, congregate and talk about Tendermint stuff? Right. So, in terms of Cosmos stuff, we have uh, two very active Telegrams, and then we have like I don't know twenty or thirty other Cosmos related Telegrams. There's the, the sort of Cosmos official Telegram, and there's the the, the Cosmos Adam Price chat. Telegram. Um, those are very popular. There's also specific telegrams for various wallets and chains in the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, that's where you go. You'll find a lot of you know sort of up to date messaging. They we're also very active on Twitter, um, so I can provide a list of the Twitter handles and Telegram channels for for your community to see. Yeah, yeah. If you want to drop it in the mm-hmm. private chat, I can definitely put that stuff into the episode description. So if you're a developer, I think our Discord is the best place to be. Um, generally, that's where the developers ha- hang out, and not just you know developers mm-hmm. of new chains, but a core infrastructure developers actually working on Tendermint Core, Cosmos SDK, and the IBC protocol. It's a great place to ask questions. Awesome, cool. Um, one more question before we kind of wrap it up: what What's your guys's roadmap look like, or your time horizon? The rest of uh, the rest of twenty twenty one. What do you guys have planned, or that you want people to keep an eye on, or be aware of? Um, any important updates or key dates, um, any, anything that um, you feel is relevant for people to, to know? Yeah, so a lot is happening you know, over the remaining six months of this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll go over what's coming for the Cosmos Hub. So what's coming for the Atom Chain? First of all, like I mentioned before, a week from now, the Gravity Dex, uh, this Uniswap-like exchange will come onto the Cosmos Hub. And we're busy building a, an interface for that at Tendermint. So you'll see an announcement for that in the coming days. Um, it looks really great. And as a designer myself, you know, I, I really appreciate what, what uh, our team has been putting in in terms of work. It looks incredible. Um, the exchange is also coming, like I mentioned. Uh, in Q3, this bridge, this two-way bridge to Ethereum, uh, the Ethereum to Cosmos bridge is coming through the Gravity Bridge. And also um, later this year, there are two new features that are, that are very big one of which is called uh, staking derivatives. So um, it's a way, you know, in a proof of stake blockchain to allow you to stake tokens and earn, you know, inflationary rewards, but also to get issued a, a secondary token that represents your stake. And you're able to do, you know, cool things with that. Uh, the other one is called interchain staking. So this is sharing the security of one blockchain with another, with another blockchain. Uh, generally, it's used to bootstrap new blockchains into existence, right? Let's say if you're making a new exchange, a uh, new uh, blockchain exchange, right? 
uh, generally you want some level of security securing that. Otherwise, you, people aren't going to trust it with with lots of funds. So you might want to use you know interchain staking for that. So those are some of the things coming to the Cosmos Hub. Um, we have a big announcement for Starport coming in Q3 as well. So Starport, like I mentioned before, is the the full stack set of tools that you need to, to build and launch a blockchain. Well, there's one piece of that stack that hasn't been you know released yet. And uh, we'll have a big announcement about that in Q3. Cool. It sounds like you guys got a lot of stuff coming up, too. Um, the best place for people to follow uh, these updates, is it through the social media or on a blog? Yeah, I encourage you to follow at Cosmos on Twitter. That's the best place to get all the news and get up to date. Um, you can also follow me for a little bit um, more technical, in-depth dives on, into some of these projects. And yeah, I represent only Tendermint and there are, you know, over 15 plus core companies building Cosmos stuff and, you know, 250 plus other organizations building blockchains. Mm -hmm. So it's a space that's growing very quickly and uh, it's meant to support, you know, a future of thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of blockchains. So I'm very bullish about what we're building. Awesome. Yeah, me too. It, it sounds really cool. The fact that you can simplify the whole like blockchain creation process and that stimulates creativity and ingenuity and people wanting to, you know, express themselves technologically through through blockchain. So it, it's good to see that. And I'm excited to see more of that. And I don't know, maybe get my own token at some point, my own blockchain. Who knows? Yeah, I, I highly encourage that. I mean, it's still harder than writing a smart contract, right? But we mm -hmm. see Starport as being, you know, sort of the WordPress for Web3, right? Mm -hmm. WordPress power is one third of all the websites that exist today, actually. And we're providing a framework that should power, you know, a future third of all blockchains that will ever be built. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know, without something like WordPress, it'd be very hard to create a website um, most of the time. So, yeah, yeah, good, uh, good analogy there. Um, anyways, I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, so, Peng Zhang, awesome having you on the podcast. Thank you for taking the time and explaining what Tendermint is and what you guys are doing. Um, how you're using Cosmos, how you're simplifying things in a way, making it more um, easily, uh, easily, easy to use and utilize. And um, really appreciate you taking the time to explain all that. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me on board. I really appreciate the insightful questions from you, Brendan. And uh, I hope you know people get something useful out of this. Absolutely. Um, see you in the future and stay safe. <laughs>